Welcome to the 12th episode of the Lost a Step podcast. It is Sunday, May 29th. I am Mike Marcone. With me as always, Max Kahn, Tom Pinto, Mark DiStefano. We are just a bunch of washed up athletes who love to talk sports once a week. We have a very exciting show for you today. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. We're going to talk our stories you may have missed in our Lost a Step segment. We're going to lead off with a very special guest today. We have three-time Stanley Cup champion, Mr. Game 7 himself, Justin Williams. Justin, welcome to the show. Hello, guys. It's a pleasure to see you guys and talk to you guys today. <laughs> so, Justin, you're you're working currently with the Hurricanes as an advisor to the GM. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. All of our listeners out there, all 12 of you, you're probably wondering how a group of schmucks like us got someone of Justin's caliber uh, on the show. Max has a little story, a little bit of background. I don't know how he did it either, but Max. I know people are probably wondering a little bit about how us random guys got Justin Williams, uh, former... Uh, hurricane on the on the show and so i was just gonna schmucks. give a <laughs> a schmucks um talking about sports that just started a podcast but uh yeah so i actually have a little bit of a story um our wives met um kind of randomly my wife at the time she was my girlfriend i don't even think fiance um she texted me and said oh yeah i just met um some hockey players uh wife my you know, Brianna's not a huge hockey fan. So she didn't, you know, didn't know much about hockey. I'm not a huge hockey fan. You know, at least I wasn't. Um, and so I didn't know too much, but then she tells me who the guy is. And I was like, yeah, I, I know who that is. Um, and so it was just kind of crazy. Cause I don't think my wife realized, like, I think she thought it was like maybe some like minor league or like some guy that maybe just plays like in a adult league, like <laughs> this random guy. And it, and it's Justin Williams. So just kind of crazy. Um, that's kind of how we met. And um, it was awesome to watch uh, Justin play the last uh, few years of his career. Um, and now, you know, staying friends now. So, yeah, again, thanks for thanks for being on, Justin. And, and we did want to ask you a little bit about just retirement. And uh, besides playing a lot of golf, besides working for the Canes, like what are you up to? Um, I know you coach coach your kids and stuff like that but but how's retirement and, and what are you doing so right now i mean as as, as mike said i i am uh, a s- special advisor i made them put that special right before <laughs> the advisor part, uh, just my just fault of course feel, just just because i wanted to feel really really proud of myself but um <laughs> you know when i when i finished playing hockey um i really didn't want to have to be told to be anywhere you know when you're a hockey player you're or any any athlete i mean i guess maybe any business as well but um i was told where to be every day what time my practice was what time i needed to be there what time i was having my lunch what time i was having my meetings um you know and on top of that you know i've got a my wife who tells me what to do no i'm just kidding she doesn't (laughs) but um there's just a lot of things that um that uh you know, I was, I was really had to be there. And when I stopped playing, I didn't want to have to um, have that schedule. And, and the hurricanes fortunately allowed me for that. And, and, and being an advisor, it's, it's a, obviously a very uh, vagueish role. Um, it can encapsulate a lot of things. Um, but um, most importantly for me, uh, I pick up the phone when I, when, when they call me for my advice. Um, but uh, I don't have to be in the office every day. I can uh, I can enjoy the things that uh, you know I missed out on and a lot of family life for the last little while. And as Max said, I got a a couple small kids that uh, are growing pretty big um, that take up a lot of my time as well. So I'm I'm busy more than I ever was playing hockey, but uh, <laughs> it's great. Awesome. And before we jump in, we're definitely going to be talking some Rangers Canes. But before I jump into that. Um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, game seven before game seven against the Bruins. Um, For those that don't know, your daughter actually skated on the ice before uh, planted the flag in uh, the middle of the ice. Um, Can you just, I guess, talk about that? I'm sure that was awesome to see and just watch her out there. Um, Can you just talk about that moment and how cool that was? Yeah, really neat. When, when um, um, Shane Willis, who, uh, who does some color and, and has been working for the hurricanes for, a bunch of years um, came up and, and, and shot me a text to say, Hey, would your daughter be interested? And, and, and Max, you know, my daughter Jade very well. Um, she's, she's not shy uh, about anything. And I asked her and she instantly 
um, instantly, you know, just said, yeah, I'd love to do it. And, and for those who are listening on the pod who don't, don't know what it is, there was a big pregame ceremony um, you know, before any really sporting event, you know, get the fans going. There's some, there's some big uh, um, um, music going on and, and pump up videos. And, and right before it starts, they have, uh, you know, a, a player, um, a smaller player, um, girl or boy, just skating around the ice with a hurricanes flag. And then when they're cued, they pound the, the flag into the ice and then all the, the ice breaks, you know, obviously not real, but um, <laughs> you know, the ice breaks, the video starts and, and the crowd gets going and, and she was really excited to do it. I asked her if she was nervous. She just looked at me like, like I had three heads. She was like, no, it's going to be great. So <laughs> that was fun. And, and uh, she did it for game seven. And, and, and uh, that, that's a memory that she's going to have forever. And, and I'll have forever as well. So it was fun. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, wait, is that is that Jade? Uh, but that was that was awesome to watch. Um, so I couldn't imagine, you know, being you and your family um, in that in that moment. But um, I did want to ask you, you know, talking hockey here. Um, could I just get your quick thoughts on game six? Obviously, didn't go the Canes way, um, which it hasn't on the road. Um, and then just kind of expectations for game seven back at home. You know, obviously, win or go home. Yeah, actually, no. Uh... I, I kind of just skipped over your question about game seven at Boston. Sorry about that, but um, no, no, that's okay. Uh, I, game seven at Boston was probably the most nervous I've ever been watching a hockey game. It was, it is way, way more frustrating and, and um, nerve wracking watching a game seven than playing it it's it's ridiculous having absolutely no say on what anything that happens on the ice and um you know you're 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 sitting on your um the edge of your seat the whole time and and it was it was it was crazy and uh I, it was i was pretty nervous i had to change my shirt as soon as i got home <laughs> definitely um especially with how nerve-wracking they met in the last little while um, 20 seconds with Boston almost scoring, but, um, you know, obviously just an amazing atmosphere. It is for anyone who's ever been to PNC in, in Raleigh. It's, it's an amazing atmosphere. And for a game seven, it's, uh, it, it, it rivals some of the best in sports. Oh, now, and, now you said game six. Sorry. Sorry. We're talking about game six now, right? Um, yeah. We'll move over to the Rangers now. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know that'll make Thomas really happy. Talking about <laughs> game six, so we'll, We'll talk about that. But I slept well last night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Um, I actually went to before we got to Game Six. I went to Game Four in New York, and oh, nice. It, it was. Um, I can't remember the last time I I sat actually in the seats um, at a game, usually in a box or something. But I tell you, I was I was sitting next to the owner, uh, Mr. Tom Dundon, and as soon as the Rangers scored and then they scored again and the music comes on, Whoa, let's go Rangers. Everybody's going crazy around us and we're just sitting there and it was not great. So uh, I was thinking about going to the game six, but I couldn't put myself through that again. But uh, I, 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 you know, we're taping right now. The game is, is, is tomorrow night game seven. And uh, I'm hoping my boys can get it done. Awesome. And, uh, I just have one more for you before before I hand it over to Pinto for a couple of questions. We Uh-oh. told him to go easy on the Rangers talk, so he'll probably ask you about some other things. But um, basically, I just want to talk to you. If the Canes can pull it out tomorrow, what do they do against the Lightning to make sure they can win a game or two on the road? Because a team like the Lightning, it just seems like it'd be hard for, once again, the Canes to win You know, four at home and, and lose all three on the road. I mean, what is it just a mental thing now? Like, What do they have to do to to turn it around? Well, I, I think at first you just you just kind of brush it off and, and be like, oh, well, we'll we'll have a no big deal, and then it suddenly becomes an actual thing, right? And yeah. it's kind of become an actual thing now where you can't just brush it off anymore. But I mean, the Hurricanes we were top five in the league in points on the road this year in the regular season, so it's not it's it's not something um, that. Uh, um, that uh, is is really really um, concerning in the regular season, but it's it's become something now, and I hope uh, that the guys can just. I was hoping they could do it in Game Six and just just put all that stuff to bed and and, and right. put it to rest. But um, 
you know, listen, <laughs> if all if all goes maybe not according to plan, but the way we want it, and Colorado loses, we might not have to win a road game the whole time if we win our home games. But uh, true, it's certainly not a recipe for success. Um, but uh, they'll, they'll they'll figure it out. It's it's uh, it's not something that uh, I'm entirely worried about, but that's something that's really on notice right now. Absolutely. So uh, we're just talking some Canes, Justin. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on one of your other former teams, um, the Los Angeles Kings, who really had a tremendous season this year. Uh, they were my big surprise of the teams that made the playoffs this year. Uh, 99 points in the regular season, which, believe it or not, was four more points than you guys had in 2012 when you won the Stanley Cup, which is hard to believe. But um, a really fine season for them taking Edmonton to the brink, push them to seven. Were you surprised at all at the success that the Kings had this season? Because I know a lot of people around the league were. I think so. I, I, I was. And the thing is, you know, I still have friends on that team from 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 when I played. There's there's uh, Andre Kopitar and Dustin Brown and Jonathan Quick and Drew Doughty. You got those mainstays uh, that are still there. Um, so the, the the pedigree of of – winning championship is there. Um, but, you know, when you ask, am, am I surprised at how well they did? I, I think I was. And and I think a lot of people um, were. And throughout the season, people just kind of expected them to kind of fade off, fade off, fade off, fade off. But it never happened. Um, they, they got stronger. They won a lot of games down the stretch. And um, that bodes really, really well for their future. Um, I mean, every single game you play, every experience that you have, win or loss, uh, grows and and helps you along as you as you go through your NHL career. And um, that's going to be, especially for a lot of young guys on that team, that's going to be a really good stepping stone. And um, you know, I wish them uh, continued uh, success, absolutely, because I, I had some great years there, some great friends, um, and I wish them all the best. Just not when they're playing Carolina. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of just were about to lead into my next question. Speaking of some of your friends still on the team, uh, one of them going to be hanging them up, and that is Dustin Brown. Um, really a, a tremendous career, just under short of 1,300 games played, 325 goals, 387 assists, played in 92 playoff games. To me, Justin, he was always a player that seemed like at the end of the year, his influence showed up more not on the stat sheet, just a, a do-it-all kind of player, an unselfish player. Seemed, I mean, you played with a guy I did and seemed like a tremendous teammate. Can you speak about your time playing with him? And um, I'm sure you said something to him upon his retirement, um, if you if you wouldn't mind sharing. No, sure. I mean, Dustin's a, a, a very... Uh, quiet leader. Um, he's always been that, and he's the same off the ice as he is on the ice. Um, we we got pretty close uh, in LA. We have he's got uh, he's got a bunch of kids, um, and uh, our oldest kids um, play hockey still to this day uh, against each other, thirteen year olds. So we see each other at a lot of youth hockey tournaments. Um, well, I see his his wife more the last couple of years, but now I'll probably see him a little bit more. But sure. um, just a guy who's who 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 really really um, did it all. Um, you know, he was um, a great leader for us. Um, there were a lot of great leaders on LA, um, but uh, you know, a great dude who just who just punched in every day, did his work, and he played. You know, would you say thirteen hundred games? Just short, one thousand two hundred ninety-six. Just short. So, wow. so th yep. those were hard games too. Yep. Those aren't those aren't games where he's just floating in the middle and and skating around. This guy works his tail off, uh, hits people, um, and 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 has managed to stay relatively healthy, um, which is which is incredible for the way he plays the game. So. Um, you know, I'm sure the last couple of years as he's been thinking about it, about when it ends. And, you know, unfortunately for very, very, very few people, um, you go out, um, you know, with a win and on top and, and feeling great. Right. Um, sometimes you're able to, um, pick where you pick where it ends and sometimes you're pushed out. And, and he fortunately for himself, uh, got to pick how it ended. 
And, uh, you know, I'm extremely proud of the careers he had, he had that he's had. Sorry. You guys actually have very similar career stats. I don't know if you ever noticed that. He's got five more career goals than you, and your games oh. played are, are very, oh, very, on, very, very, very close. He has oh, five very, more. Very close. Oh no, I would have yeah. brought that up. But you got him on the. You got him on the again. apple. You got him on the apples though by ninety. <laughs> when Dustin listens <laughs> to this, he's he's gonna give you hell. And uh, your okay. and your games played are close too. He's only got uh just a couple more than you. So you very very similar stats for uh, your uh, never, for your regular seasons. Yeah, I never thought about that. Except I yeah. had to travel around to, to to four different teams, and he got to stay in one. <laughs> he just got to stay time. put, right? Yeah. Talk about a silver spoon. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, uh, transitioning from that conversation, uh, thoughts on Bergeron? At the end of Game Seven, we saw him hugging all of his teammates and almost saying a goodbye. Obviously, nothing's been formally announced yet. If he retires, where does that leave? the franchise how do they rebuild what do they where do they go from here if he's gone well i mean in in seeing that right um you have to um i mean i guess you don't have to but you you speculate a lot on on what it actually was right was it a goodbye did he tell his teammates that that this is it um because he seems to be the guy uh and i know patrice a little bit that that doesn't want a lot of attention, right? He's, he's got his whole career just kind of being in the background and, and, you know, all about we and not about me. And, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's why he's, he's just so revered. And, um, again, a, a guy that, that, you know, will never be pushed out the guy that will probably go out on his own terms. And if this is right. it, then I mean, heck, what, what, what a career, um, you know, the last game I played, unfortunately, was against Boston um, in that uh, bubble scenario back in 2020 or 2021, whenever it was. Um, so, you know, when I was done, I, I you know, I kind of knew that was it. And, and, you know, maybe he did as well. But, um, you know, a guy that that just just kind of oozes Boston Bruins, right? You just you just see his face and then. And what he's been through and it's it's quite amazing and you look you know even talking about his face um he's got some bruises on it uh you know high sticks um you some know workers comp checks coming through he, he he sure does and, and a guy that really put everything on the line and um I don't know, as far as where does boston go from here um he's been in the lineup and they've had such great leadership for such a long time you know they had big zidane ochara there um, and, and under his tutelage, you've got Bergeron, you've got you Varshan, um, you had David Krejci there, uh, you had, you had uh, Tuka Rask, all these guys, right? The longer they're there, the better they instill the culture for the rest of the players. And, and you hope that what you've, you've, you've passed on can, can go along to guys like Pasternak and, and the next wave of, of, of players for Boston that, that, that will continue to be great. Um, I think if you look at the great teams in the NHL and, you know, maybe a lot of sports, um, you know, you guys are a little basketball and football a little more, but if you look at teams and, and their success, it's not like they're the luckiest teams in the world year in and year out. It's the teams that have the great leadership, um, the great coaching, um, the great culture that, that are there year in and year out. And you say, wow, they're there again. And the teams that are not in, um, you know, the familiarity and, and, and those things are probably lacking a little bit. I know it's very early at this point, but we've had some really strong individual performances overall um, throughout the NHL playoffs so far. Who do you see, you know, being handed the con Smythe at the end of the year? Do you have an idea? Jeez. I mean, you're down to five teams left now. Um, I mean, if, uh, I guess we could probably go around all of us. We could, you could pick a player on each team. I mean, obviously if, if Edmonton wins the, the Stanley cup, it's going to be McDavid, right? <laughs> you know, if, 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 you know, Colorado wins it, um, you know, you go around, you're like, okay, well, is it McKinnon? Is it Rantanen? Is it, um, you know, is it Landeskog? I mean, there's, I mean, Car. for me personally, I think the Hurricanes are going to win. So I think it's going to go to uh, uh, there you um, go somebody on our team. But um, 
you know, you look at Tampa, if they're going to go all the way, it's going to be, you know, maybe a guy like Vasilevsky. So I mean, it's tough to say early. Um, I mean, I guess it's not that early anymore, but obviously the team who wins the best player in that team is, is, yeah. is, is going to lead the way and, and be the consummate winner. Um, but you know, hopefully it's someone on the Carolina hurricanes. So if, if it is the Canes that go all the way, who do you think would be the most important to make that run? <clears throat> Well, I mean, I think you always got to look at the back end first. You look at the goaltender. You look at uh, you look at a, 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 a defenseman that just eats a lot of minutes, like a guy like Jacob Slavin. Um, but I mean, there's so many games to be played, right? There's you, you think about it. There's only four teams left, but you're only halfway. You've only won right. two series. You got to win four. So there's just a lot of hockey to be played um, to, to, to get to that end game where you're, where you're handing the Conn Smythe over and the Stanley Cup over. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. There's 30, you know, there's uh, 32 teams now. And, um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> you're down to four. But there's still a lot of hockey left to be played and guys want to be oh, playing yeah. at the end of June. So, Yep. And then last one for me. <clears throat> what do you miss most about being a player in the NHL? Uh, I, I mean, I miss the playoff games. That's, that's, that's what I miss. Um, I watching these last few weeks. Um, you get to a rink and there's some buzz around, uh, around the rink and there's buzz around the city and uh, you walk in there and, and you know, the, the pump up videos are going on and everybody's jacked up towels are waving. It's like the best thing ever. Right. But, that's what I'm going to miss. And I realize that I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss this 15 years from now. Okay. When I'm, when I'm 55 years old, I'm, I'm going to miss the same things. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, do I, do I think I um, left early? No, I'm, I'm totally comfortable with, with, with how I went out and I'm comfortable with where I am now. Uh, I accomplished what I want to accomplish, but you know, those things, obviously you miss the guys in the dressing room. You miss the, the, the brotherly atmosphere. Um, you miss winning. Um, but you miss probably to answer your question, you miss playing against the world's best night in and night out. You only get a certain amount of time to do that. And, and to compete against the world's best is, is something that, uh, that I'll never ever take for granted. And, and I enjoyed my time. And you did it with the best of them. Yep. Last one for you, Justin, uh, on my end here. So while we wait in great anticipation for game seven tomorrow, we have our final two on the Western side. We've got Colorado. We've got Edmonton. Colorado's, you know, maybe showed a little vulnerability, what, five seconds away from going to a game seven back in Colorado, but they're able to get it done. Edmonton pretty easily getting by Calgary, uh, Dreisaitl, McDavid, what more can you say? Uh, this seems to me like it's going to be a very, very exciting series. What's your feel on it, um, and how do you see it shaking out? I, I, first of all, the, the NHL playoffs have been unbelievable. I mean, you had you had was there five games? Five game sevens, sevens in the first, in the first round. round. Yeah, five. five five game sevens in the first round. You've got you know the best players rising to the top. You, I mean, it's. Um, you know, what McDavid has done at Edmonton is, 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 is amazing. Colorado kind of expected to be there, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, come playoff time, you never know. So that'll be a extremely, extremely exciting series, um, to watch. And I, I think every game from here on is going to be on at eight o'clock. So everybody can, everybody can watch, um, you know, West coast, East coast. It's, it's, it's a good time for, to, to start everything a little late for us, but, um, I, as far as seeing how it shakes out, I think, I think probably Colorado is a little bit of a favorite, but you know, you can really see any team winning it. I mean, it's, it's best four out of seven. Um, so usually you will get the best team coming out. It's not like the Super Bowl where you just play one game and, and, you know, a lot of things can happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's four out of seven. And, um, you know, the best team usually rises to the top. You can't get lucky four games and win. And, um, when you do, you really earn it. So, um, I guess to answer your question, I would probably lean Colorado, but I could probably see it going either way. Sure. 
Max, anything else you want to add? Any other questions popping into your head? So I wasn't sure if I would ask this. I think a lot of the fans are curious. Um, very serious question here. But um, do, you, do you and the kids, do you guys redeem that uh, free Chick-fil-A sandwich after every home win for the Canes? That's, that's the important, <laughs> hard-hitting question. Well, as long as it's not on a Sunday, right? I mean, I don't know how many right. times my daughter's been, I want Chick-fil-A. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's closed. <laughs> but it's no, crazy. I've actually never done that. I've never done that. That's what, that's what I think. I think that's why we get so excited for that. The Canes are doing well at home because of that. But, um, but yeah, I make sure to get it in before midnight to, to have for the next day. But yeah, the Sunday thing is tough, Uh, but no, that's, that's all I really had for Justin. If I don't know if you guys had anything else, but again, we really appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Is there, I think there's another, there might be another game seven going on right now and another sport, isn't there right now? NBA. Yeah. Wow. What a transition. Sign this guy up. (laughs) He's got a career in broadcasting, maybe. Unbelievable. (laughs) The NBA playoffs though. And I'm not just saying that just because we have Justin on and he's a hockey guy, the NHL playoffs so far, way better than the NBA playoffs this year. Night, night and day. Night yeah. and night and complete day. The NBA playoffs would, have not been great this year. We talked about it last like, week. It's just any anyone who watches sports, even if they're not a hockey fan, and they watch NHL playoffs, it's better than it's the best anything there is. The it's unbelievable. And this year, it's even been magnified how much better yeah. it's been. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But there still are some who who just won't make that transition over. I was in the airport. I'll tell you a quick story. I was in the airport heading back from one of my son's hockey tournaments, and I was in. Uh, Boston and we're in the, you know, the lounge, you get there a little bit early. So you're just sitting in a lounge there waiting for your flight to take off. It leaves in like two hours. It keeps getting delayed. Right. So you're just sitting in the lounge and uh, the guy's like, Hey, put the, can you put it on TNT? And I'm like, Oh, you want your hockey game? Great. Yeah. Put it on TNT. Put it on. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. He's like basketball game. I'm like, basketball come on man and nhl playoffs are way better than basketball and then he just looked at me and said no he no effing he goes no effing way i was like Whoa, really? <laughs> and he was like i'd rather watch uh what did he say he said i'd rather i'd rather watch i'd rather watch curling please i'd rather watch curling than nba play nhl playoffs wow. and i was just I wasn't going to get into a big thing with him. You almost had to drop the gloves. Little does he know. Yeah. But uh, he's like, ah, the ratings say otherwise. NBA's better. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. But uh, let him have it. But uh, there's there's a lot of people who who I feel like we got to get over because it's just such a great game. And I know you guys. NHL um, ratings are doing great so far this year in the playoffs. They're doing great. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're do- they're doing good. I mean, a lot of the big markets are are are, are still in, right? Mm-hmm. You got a Canadian team in, which drives a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 as you said, it's it's been really good. Unfortunately, uh, Justin, I'm a Sabres fan, so I haven't been able to watch any uh, postseason <laughs> hockey in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot of lot of uh, gall to, to to say that. That's good. I'm well, glad. I'm glad you're sticking yeah. with them. That's good. I have Hopefully to they're yeah. turning around there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, Justin, we thank you again for joining us. Um, it's not every day you have a three time Stanley cup champion on. So thank you again. Oh, you bet boys. Good luck with everything. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, tweet this out and uh, hope we get some more, uh, and hopefully you guys can have some more fun with this. Cause, uh, well, you guys are doing a great job. We'll add to when our 10, 10 listeners. <laughs> when when the Canes win, you coming back? <laughs> I'll come back at some point. Justin, sure. he uh, tries to bait me, somewhere. but I don't fall for it. He tries to bait me. He's the instigator. He tries to bait me. I'm just going to skate away. I'm just going to yeah. skate away. Our first video could be Pinto wearing a Canes jersey once they once they win. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You know, it'll be it'll be a nice text message to send to Max hopefully tomorrow there you night go. around like eleven o'clock. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Thank yeah. you again. You bet, guys. All right, boys. Um, we're gonna transition here into uh the NBA playoffs. Obviously, I don't know how we're gonna follow up a conversation with Justin Williams, but we're gonna do our best. Um so we can quick live update here. The Celtics in game seven over the heat. Uh, they are up 11 at the moment, 11 with 44 seconds left in the second quarter. But before we talk about that series, the one that already finished, uh, we had obviously the Warriors over the Mavs. 
Pinto, start us off here. Talk to me. Well, I got it wrong. Uh, I said Mavericks in seven, so um, dead wrong there. Um, kudos to Golden State. You know, I was thinking about this today, guys. I have no issues with Golden State aside from Draymond Green. I like everything about them. I, I love their coach. I love Steve Kerr. It's hard to not like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I admire how efficiently the organization has retooled themselves. Jordan Poole, D-League player. Gary Payton Jr. almost quit basketball. I, I really ad admire the front office, the way that they've retooled this team to get them back into the NBA Finals. I, I admire Klay Thompson's strength and courage to be able to come back after missing two years of basketball and the phenomenal game that he had in Game 6. I'm just so sick and tired of Draymond Green, guys. Like I feel like four years ago he wasn't this bad. Going on live TV and saying that they're going to play the South. I mean, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? I honestly, I honestly think he's just like getting ready for his career after bass. I mean, he already does like stuff on TNT. I think he just is. It, it's like an act for him. Um, and and I think a lot of people are, feel the same way you do, Pinto. But you know, people tune in when he talks, and people hate to listen to him. They might love to listen to him, but they listen to him. You know, people. I'm getting to where your people kind of compare him to like Charles Barkley, the way Charles Barkley used to run his mouth when he played, but like Charles Barkley retired when we were like seven, eight years old. Yeah. So I really yeah. don't remember Charles Barkley, like hearing him. And obviously it's easier with social media today and all For the sure. videos and the things that we have, you know, in, in access to us that we didn't have when we were seven and eight. So mm -hmm. I see the comparison a little bit, but like sometimes just point blank, he just needs to shut up. Wow. <clears throat> It's true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Draymond's one of those players that when he's on your team, you know, you love to have that dog on your team that's just going to get under the skin of the opposing uh, players and all that stuff. But I agree with you, Pinto. I'm not I'm not huge. I'm not a huge fan of his antics and what he does. But it would they be as effective as they are probably on the not. defensive side of the probably not. No. And and even just even just getting people going like firing people up. I think I think he brings a lot to the table in that way. I mean, I agree. I don't really like it. But it is um, he. I it is effective. I can't think of it. I was forgot who I was saying this to the other day. Maybe I was texting it to you guys. I don't remember. Can't think of a player who was drafted into a better situation than Draymond Green with Curry and Thompson getting drafted before him, and then yeah. he got drafted after. I mean, you talk about that's that's the that's isn't jackpot. It, it's the absolute isn't it jackpot. crazy? Like how if he goes. Like just you could do this with a bunch of players, but like yeah, he goes yeah, somewhere yeah. else. He and goes like, to Sacramento. We we're not even talking about him. He's out of the no. league right now. Yeah, he might not be in the league right now if he got drafted by Sacramento. Hell, if he got drafted by the Knicks, he'd probably be out of basketball in like a year and a half. <laughs> but yeah, I that is it's just a great situation. Um, he's great for his role. Um, you know, they don't have, you know, they they lost Kevin Durant, you know, Kevin Durant left a couple years ago. Um and they They've shown that, yeah, you know, with they, those three, they, they they're very beat. good and they can they can win a championship, obviously. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They are the road team to start no matter what, even if they have because they have more wins than the Celtics. Right. But their seed was lower. So they're on the I road believe no matter what. Seed. Right? Yeah. Right. OK. So they start. I believe the you're so, correct on that. Yep. So I'm interested to see will they be favored against who they play? I think they would actually have better odds against Miami, even though Miami's a higher seed. I think Boston could beat them some games like 125, 120. I don't know mm. if Miami could do that. Miami struggle. Oh, although, what do we got? A six-point game in the halftime now, right? About to go to the break. Yeah, so that'll be, you know, as, as, as we're recording this, right in the middle of a, a great game seven. By the way, sorry to hear Mike Breen getting COVID, not being able to yeah, do the game tonight. Yeah. Very unfortunate. That's a major loss. Very unfortunate. Yeah. So we hope uh, we hope Mike's okay. And then uh, we'll obviously want to hear him for the finals. Our good friend. Our good our friend. Good, our good friend, Mike. <laughs> uh, Sending our love out to you. Uh, the best yeah. in the business. But yeah, in, interested to see how the betting lines go for the finals with the Warriors maybe being the, the favorite without having home court, which is hard to do. How big has Andrew Wiggins been? 
He's been great. And I was series. about. You, you know, I was just about to say. So, I didn't even say his name when I was talking about the team and the other players. I didn't even I, say his name. That, uh, that guys, person. his presence, his presence around the rim in the last like three games of that series, his putback dunks, his rebounding, he was unbelievable. He was hitting shots. It's just, I think he, I think he led. I'm pretty sure he led Golden State in rebounds like that entire series. He had ten in the game six or five, whatever it was. Unreal. It's nice yeah, sometimes right. when you can go Put to a situation dunk. like that and not just be the guy on like Minnesota and be forced to carry yeah. the Timberwolves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's nice That's sometimes just... going to a situation like that, like you have in Golden State. Sometimes that just gives a, a player like a second life in their sure. career just to be able to have guys to depend on and not just be Fresh the start. guy. Yeah. Yep. But um, I was actually going to bring up Wiggins too, Mike. But um, so it's funny you said that. I did want to talk about a couple times in this Mavs Warriors series, the Warriors bench like put up put up some numbers and like we're keeping them in games or like you know they were um they were behind by I think it was game four that the Mavericks won to avoid the sweep. The Warriors bench like kind of made it close where uh, Kerr ended up putting. I think the starters back in the game towards the end. And I was right, like, like four minutes left. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't think I realized the depth they have. Um, yeah. You always just think about those main guys, but, but they have some depth and that's scary going into the finals against they whoever really they do. play. Um, yeah. It was crazy thing, to see that. One more thing on that series. The guy is great. The guy is super talented. I enjoy watching him play. Luka Doncic has to stop complaining. I mean, every oh, I time can't stand down, it. every can't time stand it. down guys looking at the look, I, I get it. You're you're the best player on your team. You're one of the best players in the NBA. You want foul calls. I get it. And and everyone complains to a certain degree. Understood. Sure, yeah. Understood. He's he's too much. Too Let me much. say this. Looking Let me say at the this. ref every play. Go ahead. Mike. Every, everyone talks about LeBron, you know, whining and all that stuff. And I get it. I understand. Nobody wants to see that stuff. Luka Doncic at this point may be what top five. Yeah. What do you what, what would you rank him? Top five in the NBA? Four, top five, five. in the NBA. Yeah, I would say I would say that he is probably the worst in the league when it comes to body language, his right. body language out on the court when things aren't going his way. I cannot stand it. He looks like an it's awful bad. teammate. It's bad. He looked he, he makes a pass. A guy doesn't hit a shot and he's shrugging his shoulders. He's like, it, it, I, I hate seeing that, man. It, it bothers me. I agree with you. And and you hope I, that doesn't affect him and his teams, players, you know, that future teams play. down Although, the road. Yeah. I don't know how much his complaining bothers his teammates, but I think I think it's more like how Mike says it, like the body language, because that could that could kind of affect if you're not pumping your other, you know, you're not being right. a leader out there, yes. which sometimes it seems like he's yes. not um, based off body language. I I mean, that could affect Julius Randle's body language was bad all yeah. season long, all yeah. season long. Very negative. Not My what body you language see. would be bad not, if I played for the Knicks, too. <laughs> not what you want your young players to see. Right, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many guys that, you know, you, you, they talk about <clears throat> Curry revolutionized the game. Like, he changed the game with his shooting and all that stuff. And everyone, all these kids now, they're just pulling up at half court in their AAU games, and they're, you know, they're hitting these shots. And, and you got these kids looking at Luka just, you know, he lays down on the ground. He complains to the refs. He's shrugging his shoulders. He's rolling his eyes. It's just you don't want you don't want players emulating that. Kind of so. sounds how Max used to be in open hoops in college. <laughs> hey, well, I yeah, was I mean, he's the best all... player on the floor. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. That was that that's was true, that was Mike. drama. That was drama for sure. <laughs> Getting frustrated, everybody. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done. time yeah. for this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it us does, to run. Plays. Got 40 points against us. We're out of here. <laughs> drama. Why'd you bring a whiteboard to open hoops? <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. So on to obviously the series that will be finished tonight. Uh, the Celtics are up six at halftime, 55 to 49. Jalen Brown, Max, your boy, Jalen Brown, 15 points, five about rebounds, three assists. He's just the silent assassin, man. He just he finds a way to get it done night in, night out. Jason Tatum, 13 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Um, so those two are leading the Celtics. Jimmy Butler, 24 quick points in the first half, four rebounds. Bam, uh, 11 points, eight rebounds. It's a game, six points at half, not bad. And the Heat showed uh, last game. You know, they're capable of coming through and, and winning the game. So what do you guys think? I had heat in six. I, I think seven. we maybe talked about it last week and 
I think I said I was like maybe switching towards the Celtics. Um, before the game tonight, I thought we actually put up a poll. Um, I think I need to check the the results on that. We had 13 votes, um, but I'm I'm forgetting who who uh, who was the majority vote there. But um, I was I was going with Celtics before uh, the game started tonight, so I, I think they're gonna win. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, we got we got a decent game right now, so hopefully, we got a good finish as well. Well, obviously. We'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully you guys are right. We'll talk about uh, stories week, you I may guess. have missed. Obviously, we'll move on to that. We'll move on to that segment. Max, you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, interesting so, one. Tonight. <laughs> a crazy story. Being being the fan of you know just a huge fantasy football player that that we all are. Uh, Mark's trying to get into the game as well, but um, <laughs> but you know just just love playing and have these stupid arguments um, that sometimes last a while. Um, oh, yeah. This one kind of spoke to me. Um, I think a lot of people are now talking about it, but it's something you might not have heard. Uh, but apparently Tommy Pham, uh, we're talking baseball here. Um, Tommy Pham before the, um, before the game the other day, uh, was this Saturday, I believe, or no, sorry, Friday, Friday, uh, Reds outfielder Tommy Pham. Yeah. Sorry. Reds outfielder, Tommy Pham, for those who don't know, um, actually got in an altercation with, uh, giants, outfielder jock peterson um he he slapped him in the face apparently <laughs> and there was a little there was a meeting between you know basically like a benches clearing brawl but before the game started uh, between between the two teams um we come to find out that uh this was over a fantasy football dispute um from what what reports are and from what jock peterson said is over an ir spot he basically had a player that was ruled out for the, for the week and he put him on the IR spot and they're in the same league together along with, I guess, Tommy fam who played for the Padres. Um, there were some other Padres in the league and apparently that was a, a big deal. They, they fought about it. There was a huge group text about it. Um, later we find out, you know, as, as more tweets and more stories are coming out, um, it seemed that, Jock Peterson actually made fun of the Padres. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he made fun of the Padres just that they were a good team on paper, but they weren't doing that well and they weren't going to make the playoffs. Nice. So apparently Tommy Pham didn't like that either. Um, and he's not even and, on the team anymore. Right. And apparently uh, <laughs> Pham had some issues. Peterson had no clue apparently that this was going to be like a thing that, <laughs> you know, when they spoke, they don't talk all the time. Apparently they're not like super close and, I didn't see it. I don't think there's much video of it, there, but there's a video. Jock, you did see a video. I was just going to bring it up with you. If you guys have seen the video, man, they're just standing I've there talking it, yeah. like in the outfield. And he just, <laughs> man, he goes over the top. It's not even like he like, like gently slapped him in the face. It looks like he wound up over the top and just whacks him on Smith style. So oh, when on. I first, Too soon. when I, when I first heard about this, um, I was scrolling on Twitter, I believe again, I think this happened Friday. So Friday night, I was just on Twitter late, uh, right before bed and they showed the Jock Peterson interview. And I was like, Oh, this is like a joke. Like, and I, it this is before like I knew it. there was a slap. Like I didn't, I didn't know that happened. So I saw the interview and he's like Jock Peterson. Like, first of all, he's kind of like an interesting looking dude. Like, doesn't seem like he's even an at like an MLB no, player. He doesn't look like an athlete. And he's talking about it and like reading off text and just like putting it all out there. And I just was cracking up. And then I realized like, <laughs> this is a serious thing. And I was like, this is like, it was an awesome story to me. People are probably like, are you serious? But um, I just thought we had a, we had to talk about it. Um, and our football league, we, we have a group me. Um, I know Pinto was talking about it. Um, it was just funny to like, think about maybe not this type of argument, but just some arguments that, that might go down in fantasy football groups. I don't think they've ever ended in a slap with us. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, Jock, Jock has inspired me now. The next time Max <laughs> makes a waiver claim and I don't get who I need, I'm going five fingers straight to his face. I don't if, want any if part this of that. Is how we're, if this is how we're allowed to react to something as simple as that, <laughs> I should have slapped Pinto in the face about 150 times by now. The Fair. amount of times that that dude woke me up screaming up and down the stairs with his size <laughs> 13s, <laughs> slamming the slamming the storm door at, at Maxon. Unbelievable. Ugh. Be ready, well, Max. You're lucky you live far away. I was going to say, I'll I got to unmute distance. that group me, by the way. That thing's been muted for like two months. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, you guys talk on it dur- too much. What do you? You guys don't even work during the day. Start listen, in August, listen, early listen. August. That's what I'm saying. During the off season, you can get by. In season, you you, you got to have it on. First of all, first of all, don't ever tell me what to do. Second of all, it's like I was merely do you, suggesting. <laughs> do you do you guys not work all day? There's just 150 messages like every. No, I do a little group. here. I do a little there. <laughs> No, Pinto loves his group me as as people that know him close uh, know, but but that's right. John Seabock and just respond in there like twice a year and that's it. You don't don't do that. You don't even read the Got messages. It. Don't do that. He seems to get by just fine. So I'm going to take a page out of his book. Yeah, well, he keeps losing in the championship, so he's not doing that great. Well, and now Pinto is going to feel a slap next time he sees well, him. Bring it oh, on, Seabock. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll stay tuned on that one. That's my guy though. Let's go Rangers. (laughs) Well, boys, the loss of step segment. Nobody ever wants to be in this segment. Who do we got this week? Pinto, uh, just a heads up. We tried to get Justin to do this one, but he, he's a two, he's too good of a guy out of the fire. Right. Yeah. He stayed out of it. He didn't want to put himself in a bad spot. (laughs) Sure. Probably a good decision because we have a ton of listeners and they would, they would absolutely uh, heckle him for this one. (laughs) <laughs> um, so Justin didn't want to bad mouth any team. So, uh, we'll do it for him. Um, <laughs> the Florida we'll Panthers, the Florida Panthers are our, on our lost a step segment of the week, the Florida Panthers president's trophy, 122 points, 340 goals scored during the regular season, plus 94 goal differential. Plus 94, easily the best in the NHL this year. Got swept by Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay is great, and they are back-to-back defending champions, and they're still the champions until someone proves otherwise. And in all honesty, I I said on this show, I thought Tampa Bay was going to win this game, uh, to win this series in six. I wanted to give a great Florida team this year at least two games. Couldn't even manage to win a game. Uh, they got really hurt after they lost that game two at home um, in the the dying seconds and never able to recover. But really a disappointing showing from them uh, after what was a truly tremendous season that they had. Again, they scored over four goals a game in the regular season. That's ridiculous. And then they get swept by a Tampa Bay team that they had Let's see here. 12 more points during the regular season. So your equivalent of six, six wins. Tough way to go out, man. Just not a, not a good look for them. Um, you know, getting swept will get you on the lost step segment. And can I, uh, did you guys hear what some of their players did allegedly after the uh, game three loss? No, I didn't please. Well, I know we're a family friendly show, but, Uh uh, allegedly there were a handful of Florida Panther players who were out partying at a strip club in Tampa until 3 a.m. after their game three loss. After and, they uh, lost, after they lost in Tampa. Af- yes, correct. After, after they after lost game, game three. three. When they yep. got, when they got shellacked 5-1. 5-1. Right. Yep. And uh, people are basically saying at that point, the series was over. So, and then they turned around and they didn't score in game four. Yep. I mean, if Sounds that is right. true, obviously that's a, a really bad look. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never, never good to hear those stories come out. It's just not a good look. look. I'm telling you, I, I, I thought the Rangers had, would have a better chance playing Florida than they would playing Carolina. I didn't tam, uh, Florida didn't really scare the heck out. Not that, you know, I'm shaking in bed thinking of Carolina, but I just, I, I thought that Florida was a better <laughs> matchup for the Rangers <laughs> if they ever got there. <laughs> Imagine Pinto just waking up at three in the morning. Cold Carolina, cold sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Naomi's like, Tom, (laughs) get down. You're okay. (laughs) Ugh, unreal. All right, boys. Anything else for the good of the order here? Got a game seven tomorrow night. Should be fun. Really excited. (laughs) I thought the Rangers were going to lose the series in six. I'm just. I'm I'm really happy they've made it to this point. I didn't think they would get this far. If you told me before the series, it's a game seven, you don't know how the rest of the series goes, I'd say sign me up. I'll sign up for a game seven against a really good Carolina team. It's been a fun series. I, you know, the 
obviously I want the Rangers to win a, a, a fun game would make it better for the NHL. Um, there's, there's nothing better than a game seven. I, I went to the last one. It was spectacular. Um, I don't know if the Rangers can win this game if they give up three goals. I don't, I don't, I don't think they can. I, I think they have to give up uh, two goals or less to win. So I, it's my two cents. I won't have to, I won't have to deal with this because Pinto uh, let us know before the show, he's not taking a bus down to, to watch game seven, <laughs> but I'm thinking about it. And I wonder what I would have done if, if he needed a place to stay. I'm guessing he would have asked. Um, no, 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 no. I would have hoteled it. All right, because I was going to say that would be tough to let it, after a Rangers game seven win. If you, I would have came through our, my house running around. No, waking no, up, no, 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 no. I would waking up that. the kid. I wouldn't have done that. Nope. I would have. I would have. <laughs> you could have pulled like a, Ramada, a Jerry Seinfeld a and not woken him up for the game. Right. There's a Ramada <laughs> in close to PNC. I already did the scouting. Oh, wow. Well. I'd take What's him to subway right Mike? before, though. What's your prediction? My prediction? Yeah. My prediction? You sure? I mean, you already picked against the Rangers once in a game seven, and that worked <laughs> out well. So, you know, do what you got to do. Be careful, Mike. Three, two canes. Okay. I agree with you about three goals. If they give up three goals, they lose. I agree. If Shesterkin's the best player on both sides tomorrow, the Rangers win. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. It's going to be fun. <clears throat> Charged up atmosphere. Game sevens, man. This is what we live for as sports fans. Whether it's your team, whether you're a neutral fan, we've got an NBA second second half of a game seven to watch right now. So we yep. got to log off. I game love sports. It's all two about. nights ahead of love us. Sports. Love sports. Love sports. That's yeah. how we do this podcast. I know love Mark. Well, I know Mark wants us to talk some silent films, but next week. That's next a, week. That's, that's. I think that's the third show in a row you've gotten in a silent films, Dick. <laughs> Mark, what was our film? What was our film professor's name again? <laughs> Carter Souls. Carter Souls. That guy. Yep. I just want to let my producer know that I appreciate his enjoyment in life and what he likes. I want to let and him I, know that. That's I like appreciate. there's go ahead, Mark. No, I'm just saying I appreciate y'all. Y'all appreciate me. Love is love, you know. <laughs> Pinto's one of those people. Pinto's one of those people that starts off a sentence with no offense and then says something really offensive. No, it's like, like really just breaks I, I your heart. Do I don't say no offense. <laughs> Pulls your heart no, I'm out. Just, that's basically what you're doing is you're like, you break him down and then you're like, but I appreciate you. I'm not breaking. Thanks down. for editing our podcast, but best in the business. I edit Tom out every week. He hasn't noticed because he hasn't listened. <laughs> I oh, Don't tell me I haven't listened. I've listened. Have you listened? I've, I've listened to when Mike said, that there's no golf courses in New York City, and I had to correct him on where I live. <laughs> have you listened true. to every episode, Tom? Y- yes, I have. Spotify, check us out. Lost a Step Podcast. There, there we is. go. Love it. Mike, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Us? Follow us. Follow us Facebook. on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, Mark did that weird thing where he just stares at somebody that's talking, <laughs> I, and then we both stop. And I was waiting for him it. to. I I said it. There was no awkward pause. Anyway, let's end it. Let's end it. Yep, got it. This has Mark's been the, here. this has been the twelfth episode of the Loss of Step podcast. Uh, Mike Marcone, Max Khan, Tom Pinto, the ever so lovely Mark John DeStefano. We appreciate you. Shout out Justin Williams. Thanks for coming on. Peace. <laughs>